Hey everyone, before I start the episode, I wanted to give a shout out to a local business that I just found on Instagram, and I'm kind of obsessed with them. Uh, their username on Instagram is Bianca Designs, and I just bought a bunch of pins from them. Um, they have a bunch of different designs, and I'm just like really excited about them. Um, this isn't some kind of like sponsorship, anything like that. I just found them, and I thought it would be cool to talk about them on the podcast especially since they have, like, every kind of, like, pin that you could imagine. They also have patches, different things. I just bought, um, one of my favorites is a glow-in-the-dark queer magic pin. And then the other one that I'm really hype about is a Boo from Mario, um, classic design, with, uh, its tongue out, and it's a rainbow tongue! Like, truly very excited. I put them on my lanyard at work, and... I've actually been talking to, like, coworkers and uh, different people from my company about them, and I thought I'd share it here, too. So, if you're interested in heading over to their Instagram, um, their Instagram is Bianca Designs, and uh, their website, let me pull up Design Shop, is BiancaDesigns.co, and they are an artist from, I believe, New York, and the pins shipped really quickly to me too which is normal shipping which was great um so yeah if you're in the market for some fun pins head over to biancadesigns.co and pick out one of the many fun designs they have so without further ado let's get into our episode hi everyone my name is brendan patrick and that's sophie green and you're listening to the super lit podcast (laughs) i was like what is she doing (laughs) Super Lit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hello. <laughs> I can't do that. My throat hurts so much today. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So um, this week, we are talking all about a book called Stay Gold by Tobley McSmith. Um, I hope that it's pronounced Chobley and not uh, I I can't imagine it's not but I could be yeah. wrong. Um we don't know. I'm I'm always wrong. Um jokes on me. I'm always wrong. <laughs> I love admitting that I'm wrong. I'm such a good Virgo. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about stake gold um which uh, just for a minute I know the the people who are listening to the podcast can't see it but please do yourself a favor and google the cover because why wouldn't i buy this <laughs> it's beautiful it's a great cover i think it's really nice um also i wish these people had pink hair but it, it i'll i'll allow it to not happen i'll allow it <laughs> i'll allow it um I'll i actually it. took notes this week 
bitch. Yeah, and they're like indented and they're bullet pointed. I said oh my God. Virgos only. <laughs> Color coded. Color quoted. Um yes, so I guess I have to read the You have to read sleeve. things. I don't got the book with me. Oops. So he doesn't know how to read. It's okay. <laughs> also that. <laughs> <clears throat> Pony just wants to fly under the radar for senior year. Tired of too much attention at his old school after coming out as transgender, he's hoping for a fresh start at Hillcrest High. But it's hard to live your best life when the threat of exposure lurks down every hallway and in every bathroom. Georgia is beginning to think there is more to life than cheerleading. I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) She just wants to keep a low profile until graduation, which is why she promised herself that dating is officially a no-go this year. Then on the very first day of school, the new guy and the cheerleader lock eyes. How is Pony supposed to stay? <laughs> I almost I almost did it. <laughs> almost made it all the way through. I almost did it. <laughs> How is Pony supposed to stay stealth when he wants to get close to a girl like Georgia? How is Georgia supposed to keep her promise when sparks start flying with a boy like Pony? Funny and poignant. Clear-eyed and hopeful. Stay Gold is a story about finding love and finding yourself. I would like to start off this episode by saying, where's the content warning? Where is the content warning? (laughs) Where is it? We would love to know. Yeah, because I wouldn't look at this book cover or like the premise of this book and think, oh, there's eventually going to be a very violent scene in it. Granted, it is very much towards the end, but still happened and i still sobbed like a fucking baby reading it because it Uh was awful yeah i just wanted to start off with that because i've not had that experience and it like it it made me like shiver yeah right it was not good it was in fact very bad yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but um i i guess when you're reading this book and there's obviously so much pressure on the scenes that happen in the bathroom that happen quite often in Pony's uh, perspectives. Uh Um, I, I guess like subconsciously I knew something was going to happen, but I just didn't want it to because the, the book itself is like a very light book. So it was Mm -hmm. just like for so much of the weight to be right in the last, like, 60 pages which I mean yeah. obviously the climax but it was just like it felt like oh this book is like kind of sunshiny and then guess what and then violence oops oops all violence <laughs> it, uh, it was very oops all violence yeah I think I would say that it was like contextually worse just because the rest of the book was like very like surface level like young YA mm-hmm. um like nothing too complicated is happening like everything is kind of just like I'm trying to think of the right word mm. um it's not shallow because that feels no. like a negative word yeah. but <laughs> everything is like up to that point all even like the conflict is like really not that like dramatic everything is like mm-hmm. relatively like light and then suddenly there's a hate crime <laughs> yeah and it's and it's like 
described in the book and like very violent through the perspective of the character that is being like assaulted and it just feels like it was like a very sudden tonal shift that was like abrasive to read yeah because it was like rom-com movie and then (laughs) someone gets stabbed in the bathroom like it's just like obviously that thankfully that's not what happened but like it it did very much feel like a tonal shift you're right because it it was just um i think the worst imaginable thing that could happen to a trans character in a bathroom um it happened mm-hmm. uh and i don't want the full episode to be about that because granted the rest of the book i think is like a pretty fun like light read uh, obviously until that point right um and the thing with this book, the first note I have is, oh my God, the cheerleader portions of the book are a little jarring at first due to the different styles of character writing between Pony and Georgia. They become more natural as I go through the book because it, yeah. <laughs> it was like Pony speaking in like, thir- not I guess third person, like a narrator. And then that never happens again. Right. And it I was, was like, oh strange. no, is Pony's entire portion going to be like, like third person narrator? With like stage directions. And- yeah like actions and stuff like that i thought it was and then it wasn't thankfully but it was just like oh but that does make sense because the author um has done (laughs) is the co-creator slash writer of seven somewhat successful musical parodies including friends the musical parody (laughs) oh so i guess like that is very much in their wheelhouse to write like that so like right I, without knowing that at the beginning i was like oh this is strange and then when you get to george's portion it's not like that at all uh-huh uh-huh and she talks very much like oh my god <laughs> oh my god guys oh my god we're cheerleaders and we're making it happen <laughs> georgia is very much nick kroll in my head oh yeah that yeah uh-huh uh-huh yes 100 percent yes um yeah how did you feel about the difference between the two like characters writing style because it felt like two different writing style yeah um I think it was okay I don't think it was too distracting Mm -hmm. it felt like different enough that you could tell for the most part like who was speaking like like even if you didn't have the like notes at the beginning because like when it shifts it says like which character you're shifting to it's what i'll say like pony or georgia mm-hmm. but um or iPhone. i think <laughs> towards the end of or towards like the middle-ish end i feel like they started to blend a little bit more and it was like mm-hmm. less of a distinction between their voices which was like maybe intentional i guess yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah no i i think you're right um and i like that within the chapters so as I was reading, I was like, okay, I'm going to read until this chapter. And then chapter two happens like such a long. Same, I was doing that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, is this just, does it just say like pony Georgia? Like, is it never like a chapter distinction? Yeah. yeah, There's chapter distinctions and then there's three parts. Yeah. So it was just, it it was different than I think, what was the last book we read? I hope you're listening, which was just Mm -hmm. like chapter points, if I remember. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and very so, like sorry I mean, no it's okay no it's just it was jarring to go for me going from mystery novels to like high school slice of life 
Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the notes I have are more specifically about like characters. Um, yeah. And I think we meet Max in chapter three. Uh-huh. Um, I was actually talking to Tenny about this. Yeah. Because uh, either they just got a Ponyboy tattoo or it's always been there and I'm just noticing it. No, they literally just got it last Thursday. Yeah. So like literally I was like, oh my God, we're reading a book called Stay Gold. And like the character's name is Pony. So like, obviously uh-huh. and we we're talking about it and they're like, oh, send me the link for it. And I was like, here you go. And I was like, there's a character that like I just met that I'm like, I want to like, but I really can't. Uh-huh. I really can't like in any way. And uh-huh. I think Max is a char- like a per if I had met Max in real life, I probably would not like them. Yeah. Um, only because I am very much down for like correcting people when they say like all of that stuff. So like almost everything they do is just how they treat pony is just like not not, not it cool. for me. No, it's because not you it can't, for me. No, you can't tell someone that they have to come out for, oh, I don't want to say your agenda, but like, you can't force people out of the closet. Yeah. It's 2020. Can we stop? (laughs) It's 2021, I should say, actually. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing about people telling their friends they have to come out. Right. I just think it's, especially if they're like clearly in an, uh, you know, Pony's parents, you know, that's not safe for them. Right. Like, come Come on. <laughs> you live in Texas. You live in Texas. And like, granted, where you go to school, you go to a liberal arts high school, which are those real? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I don't, I've never, I have some friends who to went one. to some in Philly. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I thought that was just yeah. a thing that happened in books and movies. No, no, no. It's like they're definitely real things. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah, wild. I, I know. Right. <laughs> Going to a thing that isn't a normal high school. Um, I don't, not for me. <laughs> Mm-mm. that's what college is for um yeah no i i i think the thing that especially in um when we read adam sass's book when we were talking about like hey not everyone can safely come out and people need to be okay with that uh-huh like it really gave me like I guess a re-examination because i came out because i felt like i couldn't <laughs> hide it very well um, yeah, and there are people who are like, I can't come out because I don't feel safe. Okay, then that's the end of the story. Right. You don't bother them again, and that this is your best friend, and you know their parents, and you've met them, and you know how they're like. I just don't understand trying to push on someone that they have to come out because right. we need more visibility at your school. Right. I think that's like a kind of a mean thing to push on like especially a teenager but like anyone in general mm-hmm. does that make sense am i being like no no no, no no here because like, i have i feel like a lot of mixed emotions i feel like about max specifically because i mm-hmm. am like i think that the point of view uh that pony has mm-hmm. throughout the book i think is like a very naive point of view about like gender and transness Mm -hmm. it's extremely binary because he spends so much time like really really wanting to 
emphasize like masculine traits as like specifically for men only mm-hmm. which i think is like a thing that a lot of people a lot of like trans men and trans boys like go through because you like hit a point where you like come to the revelation that you are trans or if you've known you know whatever and you have like you start to have the free will to like present that way Mm -hmm. you kind of want to go all the way yeah forced into one thing Mm -hmm. um just to like ensure completely that you are like presenting as masculine as possible Mm -hmm. so i like understand him wanting to be like I can't say that I'm like trans because that like will make me less masculine. Yeah. Because then people will know that like, but like physically Mm -hmm. he is currently like lacking the like quote unquote male traits that like a man would have. Mm -hmm. And so he's like obsessed with this like concept of passing, which is just like, not a thing that exists in like a more nuanced trans experience like passing mm-hmm. is like a way that people the way the, 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 how I feel about it is like people use passing as a way to like appease cis heteronormativity yeah. because you're like oh it's not that I'm like queer or I'm out of the norm or that like something about me is different it's I'm just normal, that I'm just like you the wrong kind of like cis Mm -hmm. So I just need to be like a man fully and not be Mm -hmm. trans at all. Yeah. Um, Which is like, so it's understandable. I think that the fact that these characters are very young, it makes sense that he has that kind of mentality. So I like am partially like on Max's side in the sense Mm -hmm. that like, you shouldn't be like, if you're trans, you shouldn't have to hide who you are. You shouldn't have to try to pass as like a cis man if you're a trans man, you should be a trans man and that's fine. But I agree with you fully that it's not a safe space for him to do that. And Mm -hmm. he shouldn't be like, you have to, like you literally moved schools because you weren't comfortable being known as trans Mm -hmm. as a young person. So you move school so you could just be like a cis person. Mm -hmm. And it's like not okay that he's pushing, Max is pushing that like idea on Tiffany that he needs to come out. Yeah, there's no, I think between the two, they're very, it's, they're very opposite ends of a spectrum of like what trans can be. Um, Yeah. And then we meet Max's girlfriend, who is like the in-between, which is, and we meet them once, I think. Right. like, oh, Max, honey, like, you know, if, if this isn't right for Pony, that's not right for Pony. Yeah. Like, it's just... it's a weird in-between voice between the two like polar opposites it feels like mm-hmm. um and that was like a nice thing and I was like oh like as a very like loud person I feel like I always need someone that's like hey shh, 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 calm down <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah I think it was interesting because like the way I was reading Max is that they presented more as visibly trans, mm-hmm. but then more also constantly like um, like use that kind of as like a platform to like be like, oh, I gotcha. I yeah. like, I maybe don't look like a guy, but I'm going to tell you that my pronouns are he, him. And like, they kind of, and like, it was, it was just like an interesting, it, fe- it felt very much like they were being like 
viewed as more of like a negative representation of transness i think mm-hmm. like a, a not to not to just like really lean into my platform and bring up things i didn't like about the book but <laughs> i think a thing that i had a lot of problems with mm-hmm. and it was just it was like there was so much emphasis on like gender binary mm-hmm. and like what is acceptable to be like and it's obviously like part of the core part of the story is like pony trying to hide his transness and then like there is like a secondary character that pony becomes friends with who is like an older um retired actor who was like gay in like the 60s and 70s i guess and was like closeted because he like would have lost like his entire career if he had come out um and it it felt like a little bit like he was both so, uh, what's the older actor's name Ted Ted London both, both it felt it felt like Ted and Pony both were being rewarded for hiding their queerness and then mm-hmm. punished for any time that they like stepped out of the boundaries yeah because like the few times that like Ted mentioned that he was like possibly queer or like had that had been alluded to in his past he's like that's when he retired and basically stopped acting Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to be like outed as a queer actor so he like lost his career basically for it and then like Pony comes out as um is like starts to present more openly as trans and then is assaulted yeah spoiler alert but (laughs) um yeah it's it's difficult with this book to talk about the 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 book itself because i don't want to be like oh my god it's great blah blah like and just not at all say anything about it because i feel like that's wildly misleading right i think that this book is really good um I think it's like a really good representation of like how a lot of younger trans people feel and I think it's a really good representation about how a lot of just like younger queer people feel so I think that it would be good for like a younger reader to kind of see themselves in these different characters and how they like go through the world and understand that like Mm -hmm. it's not going to be easy because I do like as much as it's nice to read like a happy ending like it is kind of more realistic to understand from Pony's perspective, like, why he wants to be closeted and he's trying to protect himself, which I think is, like, a really good thing. Mm -hmm. But I just was, like, a little bit concerned about how some of the things are framed in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking of the children. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, No, no, it's fine. (laughs) No, and that's, I, I think that's the thing that, like, going through this book, it was, like, okay, eventually something's going to happen and I I like I feel it mm-hmm. and uh it was like I I felt like I was like okay I know something bad's gonna happen we like there are pranks going on between the cheerleaders and the football players and it's starting to spread past that and like mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like there are these bullies um and I actually thought that Jerry and Kenji were going to be like what like what they are uh not what they are i thought they were going to be like awful shit monsters yeah um and the note that i have 
the friends that Pony makes, Jerry and Kenji, are the, kind of the worst, but also probably the most realistic versions of teenage boys from when I was in high school. Right. Because it's just like, I, <laughs> I had friends that like I would talk to and be like, everything was a fart joke. Everything was like a, oh, like your mom was like just like dumb, yeah. awful male behavior. Yeah. And, um, it just like reading it. Because I feel like we haven't had those kinds of like mischievous boys, high school boys, really. Right. In any of the books that we've read. And I felt like it was just like so funny that these two like Nimrods kind of like threw something at Pony at a football game. They're like, yo, man, come sit with us. And I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> You're just going to sit we're with friends, them? actually. I, yeah, no, I think that their their characters were brilliant because that's yeah. like truly what like a high school like that's like a, how like a like a generic high school boy would act because yeah. I think like a lot of the books we've read have been like that characters either framed fully as like the bully or like yep. the antagonist or they don't exist because the only like friendly characters to the, the main characters are all are, are like other queer kids mm-hmm. or love so, interests or love interests yeah but they're just like two idiots <laughs> who like just make like dumb dirty jokes all the time yep. they like see this new kid they fucking like throw shit at him and then like become his best friend yep <laughs> and then also like say some shitty stuff like they yes. definitely use some language that's like not appropriate but no. then like pony is like hey you shouldn't say that and they're like oh, okay dude sorry man like oh yeah. no <laughs> like they're totally okay with it they're just like idiots yeah they're like um, oh you know what <laughs> You're right. We shouldn't talk like that. But fuck your mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, oh, is that language like not appropriate? You know, it's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And then they like fart on each other. Yeah, like. <laughs> You're bit, like um, I, you know how so people good. have ferrets. <laughs> you know. And they're how? just like wiggly and dumb. <laughs> yeah. They're both ferrets. They're the um exact inverse of toxic masculinity. Yeah, they're like, oh, we just they're himbos. Oh my god. Yeah, they're himbos. They're perfect himbos. I love them. They're great. Yeah, I was afraid that like as we started like I was waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. Every time they were on like on screen if you will. Yeah. And it like it never really happened, but like obviously they'd say stupid dumb shit that teenage people and adults in general say and it's like, "Hey, that pissed me off and it was bad. Don't do that again." It's like, "Oh yeah. shit, I'm sorry. Thank you for telling me." Right. I'm gonna make a yeah. fart joke now. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it is. Um, I think it's like a good example how like a lot of like kids and stuff like adults don't give kids the right amount of credit for like understanding nuance or being able to like better themselves. Yeah. Because a lot of times kids will act that way, and people will be like, "Oh, there's some kids like whatever they yeah. we can't change them." It's like, well, no. If you had like an actual conversation with them, like treated them like an equal or just like confronted them like politely and was like hey actually we can talk about why that language is not appropriate or like something like that they would probably be receptive to it and like make adjustments it's like kids are smart like you can even when they're idiots no and that's (laughs) even when they're stupid jocks (laughs) exactly and that's the thing about like reading ya i find that like if you if you give kids a chance they can actually like behave in a way that's like oh I'm not just like a wild idiot mm-hmm. and it's like if you tell boys especially like young men 
in the moment like hey don't talk like that yeah like that's shitty and yeah it's not like a funny joke they're not going to go into snl and become a writer that they that thinks that's okay <laughs> not to point out anyone specifically <laughs> but not to drag all of the male writers on snl every single one but... of them the the other thing that I wanted to talk about in my notes. My, my last note is literally in all caps. Max is awful. Um, oh. <laughs> no. Um, I think the thing that bothered me about Pony's character was that um, he doesn't seem to be able to take like no for an answer from like someone he's like trying to flirt with. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think I was, like, reading that, like, George is like, no, I'm dating Jake. And Pony's like, yeah, so, like, when are we dating? And it's like... Right. That's another thing that... But it wasn't I, as bad as, that, like, me, as, like, you know, like, as what I'm saying. It just felt, like, a little bit on the, like, the... Well, yeah, so, like, Pony's, like, constantly, again, like, leaning into this binary and, like, embracing, like, really, like, negative masculine traits as a way of, like, presenting as the quote-unquote passing there's a lot of parts in the book where he's talking about like how he like studied like pickup uh like i know what are they called if you read a harry potter book in public girls will talk to you about harry potter yeah they'll punch you in the face and be like fucking turf (laughs) Um, (laughs) girls that don't oh girls don't want boys to read harry Harry potter Potter girls want girls who punch boys who read harry potter you read a harry potter book in public they'll know you're cis because no trans person would read harry <laughs> potter in public um Yikes. <laughs> sorry that was a little aggressive um no but i think that there is like a lot of behavior that he is like leaning into again to like push more masculine which i think is a thing that a lot of younger trans people do is like you are either like we're either raised more masculine or feminine and because mm-hmm. you are trans you're trying to like fully embrace the antithesis of that but he does like reference pickup artists a lot and like things that are like not good traits that you should like try to embrace (laughs) and it's like yeah well real men do this and he's like okay (laughs) no that's incorrect first of all um as a person who um tried to do things like learn to throw a football right so people wouldn't immediately call me the ousler in school Mm -hmm. Or uh, learn how to directly spike a volleyball at a kid that won't stop calling me a bitch. Like, yeah, um, I understand doing things just to be like, no, I'm not what you think I am. I'm what I think I am. And I have to prove it to you. Yeah, you overcompensate presentation to try to like put people down who are like, yeah. Never learn golf to prove anything because that won't save anyone. I'm no, just golf saying. We should golf now. We should end golf. <laughs> golf is over 2021. We've advanced past <laughs> the As a society, <laughs> you know that meme where it's like the like fake 60s future and it's like yeah. society if. Society yeah. if we never invented golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we um, never invented golf, Donald Trump wouldn't have golf like fields, whatever they're called, golf courses. Golf he wouldn't fields. have as much dumb money. Yeah, but there wouldn't be that one guy in Scotland who refuses to let him build a golf course. Ooh, yeah, he he deserves a crown stuff. <laughs> yeah. A um, crown. 
<laughs> you dropped this king. <laughs> you dropped this king. I have a few other notes, but they're about like the very, very end of the book. So I don't know if they like would necessarily want to talk about them because oh, they are like well, referencing things if towards you the want end. to talk about the end of the book, we can because we have Patreon content. And on our oh, Patreon, right? we want to talk about more spoilery things and talk more fully about books. So if you're interested in listening to this episode in full, where we talk about spoilers for the book and the ending of the book, head over to patreon.com backslash podcast, and you'll be able to listen to the episodes that we've made about video games, comics, and more. And we would really like to start using this process just to be able to have a more full conversation with you guys about the different books that we're reading and maybe talk more in depth with authors about the books that they have written or what they're reading. So if you're interested, head over to patreon.com backslash superlitpodcast. So for those of you who are interested in the book that we are talking about, the book that we were just discussing is Stay Gold by Tobley Smith. And uh, yeah, my name is Brendan Patrick and that's Sophie Green and you've been listening to the Superlit Podcast. Hey. <laughs>